Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello, hope you enjoyed the bank holiday weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday the 29th of August. First up, tributes are being paid to a woman who's thought to have been murdered after going missing near Birchington in Thanet. 54-year-old Claire Knights disappeared last week and a body was later discovered. She was well known in the local art community and last year graduated with a distinction in her master's from the Margate School. Friends have described her as extremely talented and a loving person. KMTV's Bartholomew Hall has been looking at the latest details from Police. Well, what we know at the moment is that she went missing on Wednesday the 23rd of August and following that initial report that she was missing, officers were concerned for her welfare. Now, police have released what is thought to have been her last route. It's understood Claire walked from Stewart Lane in St Nicholas at Way. This is where her car, a silver Suzuki, was found. It's thought that she was walking her dog to the Minnis Bay area of Birchington and that is where there was a last confirmed sighting of her. Moving forward to Friday uh, the 25th of August at around 7pm, officers were called to Birchington when a body of a woman was discovered. Now, a post-mortem examination has been concluded and Claire's family have been informed of this development, but we should say at this stage uh, no formal identification has yet been conducted. Taking a step back slightly to Thursday the 24th of August. Now, this is before uh, the body was discovered. Kent Police made an arrest. This was a man in his 20s from Margate. That's all the information we know about him because no charge has been made at this point. But he was um, arrested on suspicion uh, of murder. He's been detained for assessment by medical professionals. What happens with the investigation now? Uh, well, as you mentioned, at the start, Kent Police's major crime department has now opened a murder investigation and we're told that there will be an increased police presence in the Birchington and Minnis Bay area. So if you are in that part of the county and you see an increased amount of police vehicles, patrols, um, I mean, we're told that detectives and specialist officers will be conducting searches and further uh, inquiries. So that could be uh, the reason why. Now, they're also asking anybody with information for the information they can give, anything from they might have seen something on the day uh, to dash cam footage or CCTV, uh, that would be uh, very important and helpful for the inquiries. Now one final note to add is that via the police, Claire's family have asked for privacy uh, whilst they grieve at this time. You can follow updates at Kent Online. In other news, a Canterbury man's facing jail for a stabbing after his own mum called the police to hand him in. James Nagel's parents recognised him from a CCTV image that was released following an attack on a woman in December 2021. The 29-year-old from Worthgate Place has been found guilty of unlawful wounding. A warning's been issued after three cats were found dead in parts of Kent and London. Pet owners are being urged to stay vigilant following the discoveries in Swanley, Erith and Crayford. The Cats Protection Charity says it's been reported to the police. Kent Online reports. Latest figures show Ashford is still the catapult crime capital of Kent. Over the last year, bus shelters have been smashed, streetlights broken and animals attacked. 49 offences were recorded in Ashford in 2022. Maidstone was second highest with 31, followed by Sevenoaks, which had 27. You can find stats for where you live in our story on the website. 
Now, this is probably every parent's worst nightmare. A seven-year-old boy has been rushed to hospital after pricking his finger on a dirty needle at Ramsgate Beach. Noah Ripley was playing on the main sands last week when it happened. He's had to have injections to prevent hepatitis and was put on antibiotics. His mum, Lucy Darlewell, has been speaking to our reporter, Millie Bowles, about the terrifying experience. Just family day out because I've been here quite a bit recently um, so I just wanted to day out with my children. Um, we went out to the boating pool, um, went on the Uncle Top bus, decided to come down Ramsgate for an ice cream. Um, yeah, basically just sitting here um, and then all of a sudden my son come running over and said, Mum, I've cut my finger and his finger was bleeding. And I said, what on? And he said, a needle. So obviously automatically I went over to see what he meant um, and then that's when I found a needle um, that had no cap on it and obviously, you know, never know where it's been. Um, and then obviously when looking, found another needle. Um, so automatically just put, so put a baby wipe on it. I didn't really know what to do and, and alerted the lifeguards to what was up here. Um, and yeah, they advised me to go to the chemist. Um, which I did um, and they were really good, washed my son's hand, advised me then to take him to hospital um, and obviously lifestyle just disposed of the needles for me because um, I didn't want anyone else getting hold of them. Um, but yeah, just, and then yeah, obviously four and a half hours at the hospital. And <laughs> um, what did they say at hospital when um, they had They were absolutely it? horrified um, with what I walked in and told them. Um, they said it's actually quite a serious, you know, like thing to happen um, and they said you know they had to tread carefully with how they moved forward with it um, because we don't know where that needle's been we don't know who's used it we don't know what's been in it um, so obviously it's you know taking the right precautions and seven-year-old boys should be able to play on a beach without coming across something like that you know any family should no matter the age you know but yeah having autism didn't help because he had to be put through all that trauma in the hospital of trying to get blood tests off of him, needles, which you don't like anyway. Um, and it was just unnecessary, you know, like for a summer holiday that he didn't need. So, yeah. And was the, was the beach quite busy that day with other kids? It was as absolutely well? packed. So there was hundreds of families here and it could have easily have happened to anyone else. Um, you know, any child could have got hold of that and unfortunately it was mine. And what do you want to see now? Would you say you're calling for better beach cleaning? Or? Just better beach cleaning so parents don't have to worry about that and no one else has to go through what we went through. You know, we should be able to come down here with families, as families, not worry that our children can get hold of glass, something like that. You never, you know what I mean? It's just not fair. We should be able to come down here and have happy days and not end a day like that. Thanet District Council have apologised and say they'll continue to check the area as part of their routine cleaning. A former Dartford and Ebbsfleet footballer has admitted drug offences after being caught with cocaine at Gatwick Airport. Andre Trenton was stopped at passport control last month as a warrant had been issued due to previous drug offences. The 25-year-old from Gillingham has been given a 12-month conditional discharge and ordered to pay more than £100 in court charges. 
Firefighters have spent more than four hours tackling a blaze at a bungalow on Sheppey. Nearby bushes also caught a light at Preston Hall Gardens in Walden at around three this morning. No one was hurt and it's unclear how it started. Kent Online News. A Whitstable man convicted of fly-tipping claims he was forced to dump rubbish because his wheelie bin had been stolen. Martin Barrett left household waste around a street bin in Canterbury after refusing to pay for a replacement. The 48-year-old from Sydney Road will now have to fork out more than £500 in court charges and do 100 hours of unpaid work. After months of debate and criticism, the expansion of the ultra-low emission zone out to the Kent border has come into force today. People with older, more polluting vehicles will have to pay £12.50 to drive into Greater London. KMTV's Gabriel Morris has been speaking to Ian Balm, a self-employed carpenter who lives on a street that's half Dartford, half Bexley. He's had to get a £10,000 loan for a new work vehicle. When the house went down... 16 years ago, he was living over there in number seven, uh, which would have got the scrappage scheme, everything else. But now we live this side, we don't get nothing, nothing at all. And how much of your business is in, in London? 80%, 80% at least. Um, I have to go into the into the Ulys just to get to the yard, uh, hence why I've had to change my van. And you can literally see where the ULEZ zone is at the end end of your road. So yeah. there's no... There's, there's no, no getting out of it. No, none at all. And you now have a new van? I do, yes. Tell us about that. How much does it cost? You've taken a loan out. Uh, yeah, just under 10000 uh, Something that I didn't want to do. I don't want to do. But no choice. Uh, there was nothing wrong with my old van. All right, it wasn't ULEZ compliant, but there was nothing wrong with it. Why should I have to get a van? just to do, go to work. It's wrong, self-employed. So you've had to take out a, a loan for £10,000 then? Yeah. On a van. Yeah. And you know, and that's monthly paybacks you're gonna have to pay on that. Yeah. I know times are tight, I'm sure you have good business, but still times are tight at the moment. That's an extra expense I'm sure you do not want to have. No, I wanted to go away on holiday this year, but can't afford that now. So the kids lose out, as well as me and the missus. And tell us a little bit about this van, how how new is it compared to your old van and how old is your old van? Uh, this, this is three, three years newer, um, but that's all I could afford at the time. Uh, the old van, absolutely nothing wrong with it, nothing at all. Um, mechanically, sound as a pound, serviced every year, MIT'd every year, never an issue. Can you live on the road where it's going into um, the ULEZ zone? How many cars do you think are going through that which aren't ULEZ compliant? 70%, if not more. Um, vans, probably 60, 70% the same. And how do you feel that you're on the wrong side of the street? How do you feel that you haven't had access to that scrapping scheme? Gutted, absolutely gutted. It's something that I would have had to go for, but it's not going to happen now. But no chance of getting any money back.
The Mayor of London insists he's listening to concerns, but the expansion of ULES is the right thing to do. Here's what Sadiq Khan has to say about it. This was a difficult decision. I genuinely think it's a vital one. And actually, I think Londoners want to see clean air in our city. They want to see their leaders taking bold action. What they don't want is politicians for short-term political gain playing politics with public health and the climate emergency. His approach has been criticised by the leader of Dartford Council, Jeremy Kite. He's been chatting to KMTV's Abby Hook. You need policies that convert... Uh, dirty vehicles into cleaner ones and that's exactly what we have and the mayor can't have it both ways he can't on the one hand say this new charge is only going to affect a very small number of people and on the same hand say it's going to have a massive effect on air quality we know now that nine out of ten vehicles are compliant it is those 10 percent of vehicles that we're really concerned about and for those people they're the ones least likely to be able to pay and but we know for sure that in three to four years those people will be converting to cleaner and greener vehicles as their own uh, vehicles come to the end of their natural life. And how do we know that? Because the mayor says so himself. He's only budgeting for four years of revenue from this tax. He knows we're inexorably on the road to cleaner, greener vehicles. What he's trying to do is to try to make a load of money right at the tail end of it. This country has got some fantastic green policies that are heading us towards cleaner, greener vehicles. And I'm afraid this kind of thing by the mayor cynically makes people very suspicious that instead of being clean, these are um, green, these policies are actually just mean and about money. Practically, if I was to ask you today, what are you going to implement right now? What would you do that, in your eyes, is better than what the mayor's done? I would use the money now to actually say to people, here's a subsidy for you to, to move quicker to cleaner and greener vehicles. Let's make uh, green energy, let's make green behaviour a positive thing, not a negative thing. He is spending hundreds of millions of pounds on ULES when he could be saying to people at the lower end of the income scale, look, here's a voucher for you for £1,000 to enable you to change your car quicker. But I'm not going to penalise you in the meantime because you can't afford a new vehicle. I'm going to say to you, here's an encouragement to move towards cleaner and greener vehicles. That's what people are doing. As I say, he can't have it both ways. You can let us know what you think by commenting on our story at Kent Online. A tribunal's heard how the owner of a cattery in Mepham self-sabotaged the business by not complying with animal welfare regulations. Lynn Bull, who runs Barnside Boarding, appealed a decision by Gravesham Council not to renew its licence. Inspectors had raised concerns about a lack of paperwork and the judge accused her of viewing the regulations with contempt. She's got until the 14th of September to close the site. There are calls for better signs to stop cyclists riding on a narrow seafront path near Dover. One man says he was hit by a bike on Wellington Parade in Kingsdown earlier this month. The path is only a metre wide and he wants council bosses to make it safer. Kent Online reports. Tesco has apologised after a mum from Gravesend found green meat in some chicken. She bought it from a store on Valley Drive to have with her family's Sunday roast. A spokesperson for the supermarket market says they've issued a refund and will pass the feedback on to their supplier. The landlord of a village pub famous for its history and seafood is selling up after almost 40 years behind the bar. James Buss took over the Daring Arms in Pluckley near Ashford when he was just 27 years old. Since then, the dad of two has seen the pub through recessions, smoking bans and the pandemic. But now, after four decades, he's preparing to swap pulling pints for retirement. He's been telling us why now's the right time to go. We're a seafood restaurant. We have been for years. 
well, yeah, 35 years probably. Um, I get all the fish from Folkestone a couple of times a week from Folkestone Harbour. Live crabs, live lobsters, cook it all ourselves. We make everything on the premises. Um, we've got a wine list of 120 wines. I was 27 when I bought this place, which is quite, I was the youngest landlord in the time then, and I think I'm probably the oldest now, at 67. In a changing world through drinkers and, you know, I mean, years ago it was three deep at the bar and we'd have six hours on and, and, and really busy. But having gone through two recessions, two divorces, and uh, smoking ban and the pandemic, you know, it's, it's narrowed things down. We're more just now a wine bar and restaurant. It'll be sad to go. Um, don't really want to, but age and health is, is catching up with me. Um, and I don't want to end up having to close it because I can't cope. And then it, it'll fall into disrepair or whatever. You know, it wants to go on to somebody else. Well, it's, um, it's still bouncing really, you know. It's a mixture of wages going up, costs going up, um, commodities going up, but you can't match that with the cost of the food sort of thing. You can't keep putting a pound on here, a pound on there. Um, so the, the, the bottom line gets narrower all the time. Customers come here because it hasn't changed in such a long time. And they sit in their favourite chair, they get the meal that's going to be exactly the same as last time. Um, I don't know what will happen to it really. And that, that worries me for my customers because I'm, I love my customers. That's the only reason I've been staying so long, I think, because they're, they're all my family, you know. Um, I mean, I've spoken to a few of my more wealthy customers and put the, the, the word amongst them and hopefully, well, I spoke to a couple on Sunday, they said, well, they're going to try and get three or four of them together and, and buy it between them sort of thing and keep it as it is. Yeah, I've had so many years of not being able to do anything, you know. I haven't had a holiday, proper holiday since 2015. So it'd be nice to have a bit of time off and go and do a few things, you know while I still can. Best of luck to him in his retirement. The pub's expected to go on the market in the coming weeks. Kent Online News. Residents have criticised plans to permanently close a road leading to a new estate near Ashford. Council bosses are considering shutting parts of Finn Farm Road in Bridgefield from the junction with Brockman's Lane and Rutledge Avenue. They insist it'll improve safety, but people living nearby are worried it'll make traffic in other areas worse. Elsewhere, a slip road off the A249 is going to be closed for four months while improvement work's carried out. £32 million is being spent on the Grovehurst Junction near Sittingbourne. The Sheppey-bound slip roads will be shut from next Wednesday. Some overnight closures of the carriageway will also be needed. There's disappointment as an Indian restaurant in Ramsgate has announced its sudden closure. St Lawrence Tandoori had its final day yesterday, but it's unclear why it's shut down. Customers have described it as a family favourite, with one person saying they served the best curry in Thanet. And a former church in Hearn Bay that's become infested with pigeons could be turned into flats. The United Reform Building on the High Street's been empty for 10 years and nesting birds have caused damage to the upper floors. It's been sold to developers who want to create six new apartments. The ground floor will be kept as a community space. Kent Online Sport.
Football and Gillingham have suffered their first defeat so far this season as they lost 3-0 to Colchester United. It was a disappointing result at Priestfield on Saturday, but the Jills are still second in the League 2 table. The match came just a couple of days after some of their players were involved in a car crash. Footage shows a BMW skidding before hitting a garden wall and a parked car on Woodlands Road last Thursday. Manager Neil Harris has spoken out about what happened. Yeah, it's... Real shame. Firstly, the players are okay. That's that's the main thing. Um, like I've seen a video clip where it doesn't look great. It looks like look control. But um, having spoke to eyewitnesses myself um, and the police and and all all the players involved, um, the problem was the car, not not the driver, um, which is pleasing for me to be able to say and um, so place it on record um, however um, it's just a reminder to all of us that we, we do all have to be just be careful of our local community and make sure we, we look after we look after our community as well um, and so I've reminded the players of that but but everybody's safe and, and it was just a, a pure accident we spoke to all the neighbours that, that have had any damage and, and they're really understanding and, and what we have to do is, is make sure there's no sideshow to it or, or no no stupid reaction from everybody um, purely an accident um, and you know, everybody's safe so you know, we put that to bed and move on They're heading to Luton Town this evening for the second round of the Carabao Cup Gillingham were drawn against the Premier League side after beating Southampton earlier this month Neil Harris says he's looking forward to the game It's just a great opportunity for us for the football club again just so pleased just another great one for the fans to go to and we went we went with two and a half thousand to Brentford last year with no hope of winning and come away with, with a penalty victory. We went to Walsall with two and a half thousand and got so close to get into that stage again. I mean, eight, eight odd minutes before we conceded. Um, then obviously Leicester here was a great occasion in front of the TV cameras with, with a sellout and, and, and it was just, just a great period. So it's just not another opportunity for us to go and um, you know challenge for the players to test themselves and challenge themselves against a Premier League opponent. And Luton have been a brilliant football club now for a period. And well, I think we as a football club can look at Luton and what they've done as well since since the millennium really um, and how they've progressed and, and you know have real hope that we can follow that sort of pathway. Luton would be very good. Luton, I saw Luton a couple of times last year they were excellent really good just so much pace and power set plays restarts um, but can handle the ball ball carriers um, I saw them against Brighton a couple of weeks ago and and they gave a good account of themselves Brighton just better which is <laughs> a better, better players um, and I've not watched the game from last night yet um, so I was at a game but we, we'll watch that and, and I'm sure it'll just be the same they gave a great account of themselves but they, they, they've done really well as a football club and they've got some really good players they're Premier League players now so, you know, that's, that's our challenge. Kickoffs at 7.45. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get details on the top stories directed to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.